Welcome to the Center Solutions podcast, where everything has a mental health connection. Join Centers for Children and Families on our podcast, where we bring in special community guests to discuss the mental health link to everything under the West Texas sun. Hi, this is Melanie Size, Marketing and Development Director, and I'm joined by Christy Edwards, our expert therapist who will be with us throughout the series. She's also our CEO. So we're back with Center Solutions. So excited to be recording here at the recording library again. So uh, familiar. And we remember back before the pandemic hit everyone and we could have some normal see in our podcasts yes. <laughs> how much fun we used to have. So here it's we are. To be back. Yes, it's so good to be back. And um, we've had a little lull, but we're ready to kick things off again. And what better way to kick things off than to talk about some spring cleaning? Ah, the good old <laughs> spring cleaning with the dirt blowing outside right now. <laughs> yes, as we were talking about the what is it? The haboob coming haboob, in. Yes. Um, yes. So March is the month of spring cleaning. So we're going to have a little bit of a of, of a double uh, part one and part two kind of crunched together. We're going to talk about the mental health of spring cleaning your home and your workplace and your area, everything on the outside. And then we're going to shift into some of uh, Christy's special expertise in talking about the mental health of cleaning on the inside, neither of which is my expertise, by the way. <laughs> there you go. So we'll call it internal so spring cleaning. So this is, this is like classroom for me. Um, so talk to us, Christy, about why spring cleaning is so good for our mental health. Just some basics. All right, so basics. Spring is the season of new beginnings. Flowers are blooming. People are planting their gardens. It feels like a rebirth kind of thing. So it brings new energy as winter's darker days become fewer. Um, people sometimes begin emerging from seasonal affective disorder, especially mm -hmm. if you are affected by, you know, the time change and just the darker days, the colder days, you're not out and about as much. So we have a little more enthusiasm and motivation to do some things. Um, cleaning and decluttering can give us all a sense of accomplishment, satisfaction, and control. And that's what we're kind of looking for in our lives, right? Yes. And I think about the time change. Mm -hmm. That's... Mm -hmm. uh, that's a whole other subject, but it it takes me a minute to get used to that spring forward. I'm not loving it, but then you love the longer. We love the longer sun. days. It's nice, although it, feels, it is hard to go to bed. It is hard <laughs> to go to bed, but and people with small children are like, okay, wait, we're putting our kids to bed whenever it's live outside. Mm -hmm. But what we're hoping is that people are going to be able to get home, still have plenty of time to walk their dogs, be outside, yes. water their flowers, things like that. So what we're going to talk about today are some ways to get started. So if we... How do you recommend that we make that start breakthrough? Start small and break everything down into bite-sized pieces. So many okay. people, oh, you, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Melanie, or you want me to go ahead and continue? No, I okay. think we just, you know, conversationally, yeah, just okay. conversation. So people put off cleaning their whole home because a task is too big and becomes overwhelming, right? So if you walk in your house and go, I'm cleaning my whole house, or I'm going to clean my whole closet a lot of people will go and drag everything out instead of just saying I'm going to start small right so, so we, yeah and when you do that or when I do if I'm attacking even just a cabinet mm -hmm. and you take all of the Tupperware out 
I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. by decisions. And overwhelmed by the sheer amount of decisions that you have to make. And so I've really had to go, I'm going to put all of this here, try to match everything up, Mm -hmm. tell my kids to throw everything away in this place because (laughs) I don't want to. But it's so hard, whether it's a closet, but the entire house just seems Right. So overwhelming that how do you do that? So, so what what I recommend, especially when I'm working with clients that get easily overwhelmed, I'm like set a timer. Don't mm-hmm. even say I'm going to clean out one drawer or one whatever. It is uh, set it out in amount of time. Turn on some lively music. Put your AirPods in. Mm-hmm. AirPods. Yeah. yeah, I call them AirPods, and my kids are yeah, like, what? <laughs> and you know, put on some lively music and just get busy. And if you're going to do it, you know, if you're only going to do it for 30 minutes because that's what you feel like you have the energy for or the mm-hmm. motivation for, then just do that and stop wherever you are because you can pick it up again the next day. Okay, so what if you do the time blocking and then you have a big mess? What do you do with all that? I, I say you either just shove it out of the way or put it in a box. Mm. For me, don't touch things more often than you have to. So if you have it out and you're not finished if you put it in a box, you might as well put it in a cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. So just leave it knowing it's going to be a short term because you're going to finish the, that the next day. So I'm not a big believer in starting the closet and a drawer and a cabinet mm-hmm. and your pantry with a time blocking. Focus on one and then just however many 30-minute blocks it takes to finish is what you'll do. That's a good recommendation. I like the idea of putting it, getting it out because otherwise I think – it just feels like you've made a bigger mess. Exactly. And it's yes. now you're worse off for having started the project. And then you go to bed and you lay there and you think, I can't leave the Tupperware lids or the butter, yeah, <laughs> butter tub lid laying in the floor. But you can because you, your goal is to get it done when it's the time that works for you. Yes. So moving on to clutter is really probably a big part of it. I know people go in and they scrub the baseboards and really go through. But getting rid of clutter is a huge thing. So what do you recommend to people who have a hard time letting go? Like, that's me. I feel like I have a lot of problems in this episode. But um, definitely, uh, you know, emotional attachments or feeling like, what if I'm going to need this someday? Right. How do you do that? So I'm not going to try to, you know, compete with Marie <clears throat> Marie Kondo here. But it basically is, if you can do the three-box method that says keep, throw away, and donate – if you could put that somewhere and then just as you pick something up, and this is just going to be an example. I was cleaning out my closet, and I've got clothes in there that's probably easily 10 years old. Mm. But I still like them, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear that one time, and if I really like it, I'll put it back. If not, I'm going to put it in the, in the box. So I kind of started that process. So I think this almost has to be what you do. So I never recommend starting anything major until you have some motivation so that's why we're hoping spring brings that around right yes so in the in the winter people are going but i've got all the time in the world it's cold what we want to do in the winter when it's cold it's curl up with a good book or watch something on netflix and just be under a blanket yes so you don't really we don't expect people to be as productive but in spring it is we're talking about that rebirth and that remotivation so i think seasonal changes Mm -hmm. make a difference and you know whatever it is that you really want to if it's fall, you're like, oh, good, my coat and, you know, hot chocolates, my, that special pumpkin spice bar- oh, Starbucks oh. drink that people like. Um, I think that if you will look at, Melanie, you just shared with us personally that you have a lot of 
things sitting around or some, mm-hmm. you know, some clutter that you would like to not have yes. there. So I think every day you walk in, if you just get used to it, pretty soon it just becomes part of what you live yes. with, right? And then at some point you're like, oh, when did that get there? So it's it's we want people to tackle it when it's small and not so big that you feel overwhelmed and you just sit with it. Because what that will do, it will invade your mental, your mind space, right? And then it clutters your mind. Yes. But there's still hope if you have let everything get out of control. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because it's never I think too late. sometimes you're like, oh, forget it. Never too it's late. It's too late. I can't. No. I'm I'm doomed. I'm going to die in this clutter and with all is, of your books. This is how you it is. You talk about your books all the time. Yes. You have a lot I of have books. a lot of books. Now my books are very organized in shelves. Okay, good. So they're not but, sitting in the corners. But still there, I have emotional attachment to yeah. things like that. And my my recommendation is that you don't wait until you have a water leak and everything is ruined mm-hmm. that you have to pull out. Just, I mean, that corner is going to be the thing that over the weekend I'd like to get that. And you would be amazed at how good you're going to feel and about how ready you are to tackle more once you see the progress you make. Mm. So is that part of what is encouraging from a therapist's perspective is looking forward, anticipating that good feeling that you get from yes. the project. Yes. So you get those that serotonin lift and everything because just like I just did that. So I you can, can trade your again. anxiety for yes. anticipation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, start if it's your you know if you're trying to encourage your husband or a male in your life to clean out his workbench and you just want to organize your makeup. I don't. It's not too. It's never going to be too small. Anything that makes you feel like that you have accomplished something hmm. is what motivates you to continue. That's a good uh, recommendation just to have some a little little sense of purpose when mm-hmm. you're feeling mm-hmm. kind of stuck. So um, things that – what do you think about – what do you recommend about people having their phone with them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a phone is a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. Unless you have it sitting in the corner and you have on your AirPods, right, and you've just got your music on Spotify right. or whatever. But if you constantly look at – you know, if you stop, oh, I've earned a break – you're going to be surprised at how often you pick up the phone. Because aren't we all surprised every day how often yes. we pick up our phones? Yes. Just not even thinking about it. So my recommendation is that you don't touch your phone in the time that you've allotted. So if it's 30 minutes, you're not going to touch your phone. Even if a song comes on that you don't like, you just let it play, right? So you don't do anything about that. So oh, that's ch- interesting. Yeah. I would be like, oh, I can't no, I can't yeah. cling to that. But that means you're more focused still on what what's going on peripherally than what's the job at hand. So we want you to constantly be trying to get your focus back on that. So so another distraction to me is getting lost in, and once again, emotional attachment. If you're like, oh, my goodness, I remember this outfit or mm-hmm. this, you know, something my kids wore when they were little, this memory, and then you can get kind of trapped in that you can so maybe that's why you need a box that's like to think about later think about later this yes. is what you're going to pull out you know if you're you know on a friday or saturday night if you're not doing anything maybe you have a glass of wine or maybe you just have some tea or whatever and that's the time for nostalgia but when you're trying to have some progress and your motivation is high you don't want to s- shut that down yeah so don't f- go through pictures i or- feel like i could get like um chevy chase's character in Christmas vacation, locked in the (laughs) attic with the movies, (laughs) crying, because you're just like, oh, no, I haven't seen this in forever. But it's important to try to find some focus and Mm -hmm. have that nostalgia box. I like that. And what we want you to be able to do is know that there's a time for that. 
but it's not in the middle of your sure. motivational. You can schedule your time and have some yes. glass of wine or yes. cup of coffee nostalgia box time. That's it. Hmm. That's what we're looking for. Great. So what about, um, it's really overwhelming for some. So is it okay to ask for help to go through your junk? <laughs> Why not? (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't invite just anybody, but, you know, you have kids. I have kids. Sometimes Mm -hmm. some of the junk that we have in our house belongs to our kids, right? Sure. So it's basically like, okay, this is yours, throw away, keep, whatever it is, but it's not mine. So, you know, kind of start that uh, separation of things. But sometimes when we're overwhelmed, like if I walk in my garage, I know that I'm not going to be able to do all that without some help. So... That's my recommendation is say that because once when you build, 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 doing the smaller tasks and you're successful at it, you get more ready to tackle the larger ones. And mm-hmm. so whenever you're ready for that, asking for help if you need it is going to be – you'll be ready for that. So is this, is this something that clients come to you with? Oh, all the time. Is it? That's interesting. Let me tell you. So I had a, I had a client that was uh, – Uh, that lived in Odessa, she brought me a video of her house one time, and I was amazed at what she had held on to. It was basic. It was close to close to being a hoarder, but she really just time had kind of stopped for her. She was um, stalked by someone. Someone this, this person who was stalking her had even put a bomb under her car. And had to have the bomb squad out. And she just became, you know, she wouldn't even leave her home. She was terrified to leave her home. So in that way, she had been able to take a hard look at what she had been doing was basically not going anywhere, not not throwing anything away because she was trying to be feel safe. Like mm-hmm. it was basically she was building a barrier. Anyway, through therapy, we began to work through that. So she was started taking a hard look. But she would she brought me this video. If she went anywhere and got a drink in a styrofoam cup, she kept it. So when she scanned her kitchen, she had, I mean, easily two or 300 styrofoam cups because she would not take them to the trash. And she was like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put that in the landfill. Anyway, at some point when she was feeling better, that was the thing she started with was throwing out those styrofoam cups, right? And so it was almost like that was the beginning of her being able to go through and clean out the clutter. Uh, physical clutter and a clutter in her mind. Wow, that's really, that's very powerful, that, that that's a trauma response. Um, and I know if you watch the show, Hoarders, it's obviously extreme. It's, I mean, no, it, yeah, that's yeah. just really hyperbolized. But I think that it, it seems like usually there's a trigger mm-hmm. of some traumatic event in their lives and that has really shifted everything Mm -hmm. so wow so yeah that was a trauma and then you know just the fear that took over and so as we started working together and she began to get a little braver it was like she reclaimed her life and in doing so reclaimed her her personal space wow so anyways and and she did ask for help there were people that you know whenever she became willing to consider it that she was able to let some people in her house so then going to the end result Mm -hmm. so that was the end result is that she could start to host Mm mm-hmm Yes. <sighs> not having anyone over is reason enough for me <laughs> not to do this. So when we get to, if we had to find you, Melanie, we'll have to push, push everything out of the way of the door when we walk like, in. Uh, um, okay, so that's where you find your, your joy is at the end result, and that's something you can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Let's shift gears a little bit to spring cleaning your life, which all seems to be very 
connecting. Yes. Because you're decluttering in, uh, and it's and it can be as you mentioned. It's it's what's on the surface. It's what's outside is reflective of what's happening exactly on the inside. So, yes. um, some of the common spaces that we find ourselves in is. You know, feeling like we're on a hamster wheel, stress, burnout, work, school, whatever, uh, just life feeling mundane, relationships, bad habits, something that's just makes you feel stuck, makes you feel, you know, cluttered in your life. So um, there's some ways to help us out of those uh get us in the spring cleaning mode while we're jumping on to this new seasonal change. Um, how would you recommend that someone get started? I like the way you said we have to get ourselves unstuck. So it's basically we're mm-hmm. unstucking ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so people <laughs> work on that. <laughs> so we want you to identify your comfort zone. To get out of the rut, you have to know what got you in it, right? And what's holding you there. Yes. So review your daily habits. Keep a journal that documents your activities. Um, this is what we do in therapy all the time. Make note of your mood during various points of the day. Try to identify mm. what could have contributed to that mood. Did you eat? Uh, you know, are you hydrated? Did you get enough sleep? Are you engaging in social activities or things that you enjoy, right? Spending too much time, you know, too much screen time, mm-hmm. that definitely steals your motivation because it's so easy and you're enjoying it. Whenever you're scrolling through things, it's like, oh, that's cool. I like that. You f- almost feel like you are It's a brain chemical brush. It it's very addictive. Yeah. Identify also like uh, any specific time of day that you feel overwhelmed. So mm. some people it's like as you get tired or if you did not sleep well or if you have not eaten. How many times, Melanie, at the office when we've not, we've been busy and hadn't had lunch and yes. at three o'clock we're like, I'm done for the day, right? So be aware of those things. So what we want to do is take out of play anything that you do have control over, right? So if you're not sleeping, make sure that you're practicing sleep hygiene. If you're not, um, if you're getting hungry and, you know, having a crash and burn, that you are trying to stay hydrated, that you are eating something, even if it's, you know, a piece of fruit or peanut butter Mm -hmm. crackers or granola bar or something like that. So, um, And I think journaling can be really, it sounds like a lot because some people don't really connect with writing. I think you can, if you have a, a date book or planner, you can just write little small, Absolutely. simple notes, right? Or mm-hmm. how about notes in your phone and just say, mm-hmm. I was feeling super stressed today at 10 o'clock in the morning or really tired at 2 o'clock. And then you can find some way to try to evaluate and see. Yeah, because you're going to be able to go back yeah. and you're going to say, okay, when I got tired at 10 o'clock, it's because I got up at 5 o'clock because I wasn't sleeping well, mm-hmm. or if it was at 2 because I did not eat breakfast and I didn't eat lunch. So once again, phys- physical changes are easier to make than the you know, the, the mental. Yes. Um, and especially if you have, you know, a diagnosable mental disorder, whenever you start working with a therapist or someone that might be going to prescribe meds, they're going to be asking all of these things. Mm. So if you've kept notes, you're going to be way ahead of the game. Yes, that's great. So even if you go in, and I've I've talked about this, especially to our male clients that don't want to write a lot of things down, Mm -hmm. I'm like, in your planner, in your phone, just put it on a scale of 1 to 10 where you were, right, for the day, overall. That's great. If you're consistently at a 4 or 5, we need to be figuring out why you're consistently there, Right. Especially if your optimal level of functioning is a seven or eight. Not everybody's a ten. You know, you're not all you're not gonna be at a ten all the time. Mm-hmm. But if your optimal level of functioning is a seven or eight and you're consistently a four or five, 
then we've got to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's that gives us a way to start. That's very simple. Simple. That's not writing a no. diary to yourself no. every day. And girls are sometimes like, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, or my outfit didn't go well, or whatever it uh-huh. might be. They're going to give us a little more to work with. Sure. But what that also helps us do is say these are everyday things. This is really not a contributor to your mental health. Mm. This is their irritants. So we can let's start. I'm not taking those away, but let's all start giving more information about what's affecting right. your mental like health. Like maybe maybe you don't need three cups of coffee. Yes, there you go. And your anxiety is right. through the roof. Maybe yes. change it to one. Get those are sleep. small yeah. changes. Small so, changes. Um, those are examples of small changes. Um, I think it's it, it would be probably a good idea to make yourself some kind of a set of time so you can go over it with yourself. to go self what are we saying here yes okay so once you've kind of made establish that what's next we what do we try next okay so something new okay okay so once again you've established we've looked for we found we've made some changes so let's figure out how do we shift right Mm -hmm. shift ourselves shift (laughs) Unstuck ourselves, <laughs> shift ourselves, all the all right. the things. So some examples are just to plan a trip. It doesn't have to be a huge trip. It could be a, a weekend. It could be an overnight. So part of the – we want you to enjoy the process of the planning and the excitement it can create. Once again, we're looking for any uptake in serotonin, um, anything that's going to make you feel better, or looking forward to something that's so going to happen. So even just a, taking a, a walk at uh, – Sibley Center yes. or the I-20, you know, place sure. as opposed mm-hmm. to through your neighborhood. Just giving yourself a new environment. Yes. Yes. Um, so I've heard about um, just taking a different route to work. Yeah. We Does talk that about really, that. Yeah. 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 So ex- talk about how that shifts so things in your again, mind. So once again, we have limited neural pathways in our brain. If we get up in the morning and we brush our teeth, we take our shower, we get dressed, we mm-hmm. get in the car and go the same way to work. That is not anything new. We're not setting ourselves up you know, for any any pathways that's going to give us an opportunity to do anything different. So if you wake up in the morning, and it doesn't have to be radical, you could take your shower before you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. or you could brush your teeth with your left hand. Anything that kind of starts those neural pathways, once again, that opens up the opportunity to feel more joy. So it just sparks something, and it's you're not even something. just tiny. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. So what are some other suggestions oh, so you can volunteer at a nonprofit. you know centers in the recording library can always use volunteers we always got to plug the volunteer somewhere <laughs> right. in there so get outside like you said get outside and enjoying nature mm-hmm. that's one of the things i love especially here in the spring you're going to have plenty of time to get out and you know it's not going to be 116 degrees yes so get out now get established in certain routines that you'll continue even if it gets a little warmer yeah that's great we can always use a little extra sun a little vitamin mm-hmm. d it's an extra I remember boost. during the pandemic, every everything that every time that we did anything on the news or a podcast, it was always stay get hydrated, outside. get enough sleep, yes. get outside, and get vitamin D, even if it's fifteen or twenty minutes. Oh my goodness! If you think back to that time when you could look out your window mm-hmm. and everyone was outside, mm-hmm. yeah, boy, get how me. things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we revert back to old habits. We don't do. We? I still, but you do, you, I really do see a lot more people out and about now mm-hmm. that spring is here. I do too. So it's, it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, interaction? All right. So 
I'll call these things that we're going to talk about first are the built-ins. You know, being able to increase your face-to-face time with your friends and family. We're not telling you you have to go make a complete new set of friends or that you've always got to be pushing yourself to, to go into a new social situation. So just spending time with the people that are your built-in people, are it should give you some of the feel-good hormones. Yes. Right? So invite a friend to lunch or brunch at least twice a month. Make time for unplugged family dinners. Put the phones down. Turn the TVs off. Um, go on a date with your spouse or your significant other. And those are... Those are things that you... They take some effort, but very well worth it. So, yeah, so worth it. Because if you go home every night on the same route that you drive uh-huh. every day, and you, you know, I mean, my normal routine is walk in, change clothes, take the dog for a walk, make some dinner, watch TV. Okay, now that it's warmer and lighter outside, that's not what we're doing. So, you know, changing it up just a little bit and saying... Just because it gets dark, I mean, in in the winter it got dark at eight. We feel mm-hmm. like you know you got to put on your pajamas at eight, so now it stays lighter longer, so you can go do more things. I think it's uh, it's important. You can get really stuck, and I have a tendency to go. I'm gonna yeah, I'll be happy to go to this whatever in three mm-hmm. weeks, and then three weeks gets there, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be in my pajamas, but if you make yourself do it. Do we not? We always have fun. Yeah, it can be go, it can be good if you mm-hmm. you know if you uh, sh- <laughs> shed the bad attitude. <laughs> but I think uh, sometimes you just have to. It's important to try to force yourself mm-hmm. to get out there when you really don't want to. Right. Um, so whenever people want you to commit to some things two to three weeks down the road, and you want to commit and you feel like you should commit, go ahead. But in the process. Be aware of what your calendar starts looking like because you've already made commitments to those. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Melanie, I know that we're both preaching to the choir here, but some days you just look at your schedule and you're like. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So It's like the closet. (laughs) Yes. So I'm trying to build in each day focus time. So I have that if I need to do something, but it also gives me a chance to say, look at what's happening are you staying focused on what you really need to focus on? Mm-hmm. Do you need to shift anything instead of just going, oh, gosh, I got up and I hit the ground running at 7 o'clock and at 7 o'clock at night. Now I've got to get ready to go to an event. Mm-hmm. It also gives you the ability to go, yeah, that's probably not the thing I need to spend the most time yeah. on. And sometimes it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. You know. Yes, it is. So, so what if the life clutter, the feeling stuck, what do you do if, if, if – how can you gauge – if it's just, I can't handle this myself. Be aware if the things that you're feeling are connected to like feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, that you've lost interest in, act, interest in activities, if you've got increasing anxiety or fatigue. Because that's not just feeling overwhelmed. That's a deeper level of now it's beginning to ha- affect me physically. So we want to make sure that we're being able to take care of ourselves physically and emotionally. So if you find that you're not being, you know, great about juggling those or melding those, that might be a time that you would want to call somebody just for some help. Because it may just be that you've had trouble saying no or that you have overcommitted yourself and you're looking down the road and you're thinking it's never going to be easier or slower for me. Hmm. So um, So, everyone's going to need somebody to help you kind of go. Is that necessary? Yeah. Is that the most important thing that and you that can And that would do? help you find, identi- if, I think if you take some time and try to identify some of those checkpoints, you know, what am I doing during the day? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, mm-hmm. you can find some of those symptoms, just like Agreed. going to the doctor. And then it's, it's great once you um, 
actually make that move to go talk to someone. And we actually have a mental health uh, luncheon series in May is a big deal because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And Dr. Sarah Wakefield is coming to speak to us about this very subject. We're very excited about her coming. Yes. uh, I hear she's amazing. And she's going to, along with our wonderful panel, which will um, include uh, different representatives of our uh, uh, clinicians in Midland and Odessa. But Dr. Sarah Wakefield will be talking about the, the little things we don't really necessarily notice all the time that might be an indicator that we need to take a look at uh, our mental health. Mm-hmm. And we've spent some time talking about how to check on other people, how to check on family and friends, our kids, coworkers. This, is, this will be a great time to really focus inward and check on ourselves. Self-care isn't always just a face mask or a you know, in working out, it, it can be a lot deeper than that. And it's important that we're tuned in so that we uh, don't miss something big. And the most important thing we want people to recognize is you have to take care of yourself first before you can check on your friends and families and those things. Because yes. if you're trying to always focus outward, you're not going to be doing anybody a favor, especially yourself. Yes. Always get that oxygen on yourself first in the plane (laughs) and then go ahead and address and take care of your kids. Well, this was great. Yes, it was fun. So glad to be be back. (laughs) and, And thanks to the recording library. Thank you for tuning in to Center Solutions podcast coming to you from the recording library of West Texas. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Check out our website at centerstx.org.